You're listening to the Amplify podcast with Dan R. Morris and Rachel Martin, brought to you by Blogging Concentrated. Facebook is giving virtual facelifts. If you're interested in wearing a knit hamburger hat, check out Instagram. And yay for the comma, because if you like hyphens, Amazon says you're out. All these social media headlines next on the Amplify podcast. Numar episode Shiza Chipatru. Do you remember when you were in Minneapolis? I don't know. It was in October when we went to the Mall of America and saw that Viner guy playing. Yeah, like a live concert. But the crazy thing yeah. was, I mean, there was a poster of this guy, and he's a teeny bopper, and he was doing like an RV tour of America. And there were he like yes. 9,000 12-year-old girls there. I know. I think we should set it up like that. So the Mall of America, for anyone that's not been there, has this area called the Rotunda, and it's three stories high. And you can see it, like, if you search um, Zach Zobiak, they did a tribute to him where they played clouds and sang it, and you can really get the depth of it. So Dan and I got to the Mall of America, and it was packed with, like, yeah, 12-year-old girls everywhere. And we had no clue what was going on. And then you saw that poster. So a poster said, you know, he got popular on Vine, but that didn't really sink in to be anything cool until we were chatting with a couple of them who were sitting on a bench nearby. And I said, hey, who's this? Because they had been waiting and waiting. Yeah. And I just said, who's this guy? And they both said, oh, he's a Viner. I know. And Have they you said ever heard it, that term? They said it as if that term was just common knowledge. That was what was surprising to me, too, because you looked to me and you said, a Viner. And I said, I know. What's that? I mean, I knew what Vine was, but the fact that there was that whole vocabulary around it, which was crazy. I, I don't even understand. Like, how, how do you start something and then because you started it, people start using it as a verb? Like, I've never heard of Very- anybody say, hey, he's an amplifier. He listens to the Amplify podcast. Well, the Viner. So the reason we were talking about this is there's a new documentary that you sent me a link to. And I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. And it's called Viner, a documentary film. And then I went to look at the website and there was no information None. beyond that. None. I, uh, like, I, was, uh, I was doing research for the podcast and I thought, you know what? Today, I'm going to try to find stuff we don't usually research. I'm going to look for... Instagram stuff. I'm going to look for Snapchat stuff. I'm going to look for Vine You did stuff. an excellent job of researching, by the way. I just want to put that out there today. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, there's nothing. So nothing I came yet. across I it up. the VinerDocumentary.com, and I was pretty surprised to see that you could buy it, it appears, for $14.99. And, With no info. And they did have... I believe there were like profiles of three different people that are working on this program. One of them's in Seattle. Um, I, I didn't even get that far. I thought, where's the video? Where's like the sneak peek of the Viner thing? All I wrote down for my notes was the words on the text of a DVD that they were showing. And it said, social media is changing lives six seconds at a time. And next to it was the price, fourteen ninety five. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. See, so... I don't know if you know this, but, and you probably don't. Are you telling me a secret? Well, <gasps> no, I, I, there is something that I have been doing that you have not been doing that is a benefit to me and is like a detriment to you. 
That's nice. That's nice. Let's just let's just put this right out here, right out on on our Amplify podcast, that I'm doing something that's a detriment to myself. So, and how come you have not told it to me till now? Because it wasn't until I was doing the research for this that I realized this thing that I've been doing is quite helpful for me. And what is the thing that you're doing that is quite helpful that I obviously am not doing? So I have been redoing every single page of the Amplify website, Amplify. Yes, and people should check it out. They definitely should because it is fantastic now. And in so doing... I get to go back and see all of the things that we've spoken about in our previous 63 episodes. So you figured out the words that I say too often by listening to the previous episodes? I've, I've only had to listen to a couple, but I do recall some of the Viners that we have talked about on this. Um, specifically, I think his oh, name was... Oh, you wrote down the Viners. No, I didn't write them down. But uh, you remember that song, All About That Bass? Yes, I do remember that. My kids know that song, and there's a video of my son Eli dancing to it at my sister's wedding. So, well, in the video of that song is a famous Viner. He's a oh, a, that's right, a larger guy. I think his name is like. We'll just Cereo. say that was episode thirty-four. So no, it's like not. It, it, we, so we've profiled a few Viners in the in the past that's sixty-three, cool. but not many. I like it that we've profiled Viners. I think it's cool. I'm going to always refer to them now as Viners. Hey, did you hear about that new Viner today? I'll even say that to my kids. Do you know there's a new Viner? So my goal is, in talking about the Viner documentary, is that now that this podcast will be live and we'll get to tag this, you know, these people on, on Twitter that we talked about their documentary, I'm hoping that they will reach out to us and maybe they could even co-host one of our shows with us since they are six seconds of life-changing expertise involved that would be awesome so that's what you were doing that i was not doing that was detrimental to me i am going back through and seeing all the stuff that we've spoken about which is like re-initiating all of our old episodes in my head that you are not getting this opportunity Uh, but do you know what i have done is because i have gone back and made the graphics for all of these podcasts so that kind of re- Energize it because I had to think about what we talked about. But I also have like the encyclopedia of podcast notes. You know how there's that that Instagram that I took. Yes, I write very detailed notes, so I do go back and look at them. And I would say that that is a detriment to me because you have the memory of writing them, reading them, and speaking about them, and I pretty much just speak about them. Well, so we're so we both have detriments, but we're both awesome. We have to just put that out there. So something that we spoke about about in last week's episode or last episode was that the video site Vessel. And we learned some new information this week. We did not know, and when we talked about Vessel before, um, that a Hulu executive started Vessel. which I, I found that very intriguing. I did too because Hulu is a paid slash free TV model. And this guy leaves Hulu and decides he wants to do a paid slash free YouTube model. Yeah, I found that. So it's Jason uh, Kyler or Keeler, K-I-L-A-R, and he was the Hulu's former CEO. And what I didn't know either about Vessel is we kind of had the rumors last time we talked, but Vessel is a $3 a month subscription, and they are kind of doing it so that you have a three-day lead on things that will be released on Hulu. So it's, I mean, not on Hulu, on YouTube. 
So it's kind of like, hey, pay to get the inside edge, kind of like Hulu Plus. Like, hey, if you pay $7 a month, you can watch the TV show right away. So normally I would say that this is a dumb idea. But So what are you going to say this time? <laughs> well, Hulu's got the Hulu Plus model. And the Hulu Plus model gives you access to TV episodes before the rest of us get to watch them. So if I want to watch this week's episode of Shark Tank, I have to wait either next week or the week after that. But the paid people... Unless you watch it live, yes. Yeah, but the paid people get to watch it right now. So I'm thinking that, that he has learned something about the culture of these early adopters that he thinks that he can translate into this YouTube model. Whereas I would have thought this was dumb, but I have a feeling that this guy knows, he must know something about the early adopters that he's taking advantage of. You know, I think if you're the creator and former CEO of Hulu, which is, you know, obviously quite successful, he probably does know something right there. So I think that it's going to go probably spectacular, but the thing that's intriguing to me is that Alec Baldwin is the one that they're promoting as being one of their people that are one of the early show people, and that did not seem as spectacular to me. I I have no opinion there. I think that when you make Alex Baldwin the front man for something that's based entirely outside of Hollywood, I, I feel like that's the wrong message from the beginning. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. So I bet you this. So here's my little segue for you. So you sent another article about YouTube and their live chat. So that's interesting about that is now YouTube has enabled it so you can live chat, what did you say, live stream events more. So we'll just see. Like each of these video platforms is upping the ante with different different ways of connecting and different opportunities. Well, as web professionals that we are, where we do a ton of of webinars and a ton of live-streamed things, I still find it unbelievably difficult to find a webinar platform that serves oh, our know. needs, that has a good chat, that has, you know, like Spreecast was fantastic. Let's just call out that, yeah, they are fantastic, but like you say, they're holding our videos hostage. And Google Hangout is good, but it's cumbersome, it's not easy. It's the chat function's not good. I don't know. Yeah, I do miss the chat function a lot on Spreecast. I felt like that was so well set up that when we would do our webinars for Blogging Concentrated, it was much easier to see that live chat going, even though it was a little bit distracting like if we had to pay attention. But the Google Hangout one is, it's just a little bit clunky. So I, I do miss Spreecast. Well, I think we're going to try. Release our videos. I, I imagine we're going to try videos. Webinar Jam. I, I saw I, that you talked about that. You said we were going to Webinar Jam, and I thought, hey, have we talked about this? Have I not heard about Webinar Jam? Well, we'll, we'll talk more about it. Um, but I am excited to see that YouTube is is adding chat to live events. Maybe, maybe we'll try that. I think that's cool that they're enhancing their experience, just like Facebook with their automatic enhancing of photos. Did you know that? I think this is crapola. I knew you would. You are like, Mr. I don't like makeup. I don't like anything like that. I just like people all natural. And then when I read this article about Facebook enhancing photos, I thought, oh, Dan is not going to like this. I don't get He's it. He's not going to like it at all. Why Why I, do we have to keep raising the bar 
Like, why can't just people be satisfied with who we are? Very, very true. In fact, there was an article out by Matt Walsh, the blogger, about the selfie oh, culture, Lord. and we could probably talk about it. Now. I know, but it was actually really interesting. He said, "Let's just stop taking selfies of ourselves." Like that. It's do we? He he was saying he was walking down this whatever, taking a picture of a deer, and he looked at this other guy, and he was he realized the guy was trying to take a picture, a selfie of himself with the deer in the background. So. I think Matt Walsh says that he coughed at that moment and scared the deer away. But it, honestly, you know how I'm kind of on the fence with what he writes. But there was an element of truth to it. Like, why can we not just be? That was kind of the premise of it. He Facebook really says we cannot Christmas. just be. Facebook no, says Facebook does. if you're going to load up a photo, we assume it's going to be crappy. So we're going exactly right. to auto-enhance it before it hits We're going to make you look like we want you to look. So it's on the iOS, on the Apple operating system. So here's how you get rid of it. You tap more, you scroll the settings, you go down to videos and photos, and this is the interesting part is you actually have to disable enhance automatically. They're not even saying you can choose the option to enhance your photos. They are deciding we're just going to automatically enhance your photos. And they said they want to help you capture an image as vibrant as the moment itself. So apparently our photos do not capture real life. So why don't they just go one extra step? And instead of enhancing photos... <laughs> where, where is this going to go? <laughs> why don't they just boot you if you were ugly? Oh, Dan, that's not what they're saying. They're saying we're just adding more light and we're just sharpening things. No, no, no. What they're saying is... We want the stream so wrong. to be filled with pretty things. So what, are they going to give higher relevance? Oh, this photo enhanced. Excellent. We're going to show this at a higher ranking in the stream. Can you imagine the uproar over that algorithm change? I'm saying that why enhance things? Why don't they just do that little facial recognition thing that they have? And if your face doesn't oh. cut the mustard, you don't make it Damn. in the stream. Oh, my word, Dan. You heard that today on the Amplify podcast, episode 64. I mean, if, we, if we're not going to just be okay with the, what pictures we take and the people we know, why don't we just go to the end? Why are we ratcheting up? Why isn't it just okay. supermodels only? I'm sure that would be the ideal stream for you and many others. Oh, my word. Excellent. Excellent. So I would like to see what people would say about you with this Knock Knock app that you told me about. The people who have the Knock Knock app that are trying to get into my phone are going to find that my phone does not keep contacts. Every person in there is just a number. There's no names. There's nothing. Or they're random photos, as I learned very long ago. Like, how come that's the picture of me? So, yes, your phone does not do that. In fact, I was just in Nashville last week chatting with you. The phone rang, and it was a number, and you recognized a number like, wait, 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 that might be this person, just by the area code, because you've not put a phone with a name I do not put contact information it. in my phone. It's, real, it's, it's good, though. It's good. It keeps things, you know, that anonymous thing going, which is great because if you had the Knock Knock app and you were messaging, I think it's with the Knock Knock app, which started in Israel, when I would send you a message, you would get back in your stream what I labeled you as in my contact. That's how this app works. A little bit creepy to me. Yeah, so if I put Rachel and then in parentheses, annoying you would see Nice, that. Dan. So that's how we're going to talk on this podcast? Let's just bring it all up. First <laughs> of all, I was detrimental to my own good. Now I'm annoying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you would see that. 
so it's mm-hmm. like you can. I'm gonna write. Break. A, I'm changing your name right now on my phone. I'm gonna put Dan and then something in parentheses. So you could. I mean, it's it is. It's like a, it's like a spy app, basically. It is a spy app. All right, I forgive you for that now. All right, because you, I forgive you because you um, sent me to one of the most awesome Instagrammers I had seen in a while. Because you're like Rachel, wait till you open this up. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? But it's fabulous. The the chili guy. Yes, so Chili Philly or Chill Philly is that's his Twitter handle, and he. Okay, this doesn't sound really strange, but you guys have to go to Amplify Podcast to look at the find the link and go, because this guy like crochets the weirdest but funniest little hats or something that he wears. And I know it sounds strange, but they just made me laugh. He's got like this eggs and bacon one and a bangers and mash cap and then one of ketchup and mustard. And I don't know. He just seems like he loves what he does. And I liked it. So uh, I, not, ta- I, I forgive you for your other comment, Dan. I, I, I agree that you have to see the pictures. And, you know, you can go to no, AmplifyPodcast.com and look for this episode. 64. So, Dan, we have like a minute and a half and four topics left, so you're going to get to choose the next one from our list. Well, I thought it was really crazy that Amazon would read some comments from readers about a book, and a couple of the comments said, this author uses too many hyphens. And so Amazon goes in, reviews the book, and then pulls the book from Amazon.com. And sends a note to the author that says, we've taken this book out. It's too many hyphens. If you want it back in, you're going to have to fix it. That is so crazy. First of all, I think it's crazy that Amazon decided to do that. Second of all, that somebody was so concerned about the grammar and punctuation errors that they notified Amazon. Yeah, I don't even know why you would do that. I don't either. So out of 90,000 pages, Amazon went through and found over 100 punctuation errors, and they sent a note to this Graham Reynolds and told him, hey, dude, you got errors. Fix them. We're taking your book off. That is like going so. to McDonald's and having a bad meal and then contacting the bun distribution company. Yes, that is so true. Like, <laughs> nice. Look, I know you deliver buns to McDonald's. Their hamburgers suck. <laughs> yeah, and they were, yeah. They're horrible. Yeah, that's funny. So ebook authors everywhere, Kindle offers, watch out for the punctuation and hyphens in your books. That's the motto and the lesson here, I guess. And then I did not want our episode to go by without mentioning that a teen blogger won an award. I think her name is Ellen White. Yes, um, that's right. She claimed the top blogger prize at Mind Media for writing about obsessive compulsive disorder. I thought that was fantastic. And what I really liked about it, so the Mind Award is an annual award for the best portrayals of reporting of mental health issues in media. And I loved that blogging and what she did was considered the whole, in the whole sphere of media. So kudos for her. It's fantastic. I mean, the idea that you would win anything like that at 15, that's nutty yeah, to me. It's very cool. Very cool that she was vulnerable and wrote about her experiences and all of that. I, I thought it was, like you said, it was a pretty inspiring story. That's cool, a little, little melding of awesomeness there. And as usual, if you have social media news, tweet us at Amplify Podcast. So if, if you get a chance, we'd love for you to stop by AmplifyPodcast.com and at least see the pictures of, uh, of that guy's knit hats. They're fantastic. Otherwise, we have, we have links to all of the articles that we talked about, plus uh, links to the bloggers, vloggers, and podcasters that we feature in each episode. Otherwise, we look forward to episode 65. We'll be telling you again 
more about what's next.